Hey everybody, welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. Hey to all you guys over here on Instagram and hey to all you guys on Facebook that are joining. Big shout out to my beautiful neighbor, Miss Amber Benteen and Melissa Begley. Hi to you guys. A uh, special shout out to Christy Osborne Glass and Melissa Woosley. Good to see you on here tonight. Um, I'm hoping that this chat box for <clears throat> YouTube will work. <laughs> I'm always hopeful, Arna. We'll see if anybody tunes in on that. <clears throat> Sorry. Been I've been dusting and it's gotten to me this evening, all the dust and the allergies. Hey to my other beautiful neighbor, Miss Angela Shields. Good to see you and Mitzi Tribble. So how are how is everybody for a Monday night? <clears throat> how are you, David? Well, <clears throat> I'm fine, but I could be some of the reason for the cough. I just about 15 minutes ago upstairs made some salsa with chili, arbol, and guajillo, and a couple of chipotles, garlic, tomato, onion, roasted in the pan, put in the blender, and I was coughing the whole time upstairs. I think it's filtering down here. Oh, let's hope not. Mm -hmm. oh. I'm gonna, I am gotta get through the show somehow. I gotta uh, be able to talk. Might be in trouble. Anyway, well, so let's find out this. Watch the video. Amazing. <laughs> oh, I wish you was hot dogs on the hot dog thing. <clears throat> the whole pack. Anyway, we're gonna cut it uh, quick tonight. We're gonna have a charcuterie board with some Iberico ham that Kat ordered, some fresh fruits cut up, preserves, uh, some toasted bread that cat made with buckwheat flour. It's yeah, I've been trying to do gluten free, and so I'm trying to find decent recipes to replace bread. And there was a fermented buckwheat bread that I tried to make this afternoon, and some cheese. <clears throat> Gotta yeah. have some cheese. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting out of the way so you can actually get a show. Okay. Everybody Thank have you. a good night. <laughs> See you later. Hey to Jason, Felicia, hey back. Thank you, Christy. Um, yeah, this is so easy to take care of, you know. On days that I don't curl it, I just uh, pull it back and put it up in a bun or braid it back, and it is so easy to take care of. Hey to Christina, MJ Wilson over here on Instagram. Good to see you guys. And uh, as always... Uh, if you guys have any questions, put them in the comments on Facebook, and I will be glad to try to answer as best I can. Big shout out on YouTube to Catherine Leslie Fay. Good to see you tonight. And Peggy Thompson. So tonight's episode is going to be about <clears throat> messages from the dead and how they communicate, because it's different than the way that we communicate in everyday life. And so it's very helpful for you to know uh, how that they communicate so that you can kind of get used to maybe a different kind of communication with people who've passed on because there's, there's no set language or no, um, there's no voice unless you're using maybe an EVP recording and so you kind of have to acclimate yourself to a different way of communication that's more symbolic and that takes place through the subconscious. <clears throat> but first, before we get started on our topic, I have to give a shout out to our sponsors, 
of the show tonight. And our sponsors of the show is Fresh Cat Mushrooms. Fresh Cat Mushrooms are one of the most um, pure extract of therapeutic mushrooms that you can get. They uh, are just now starting to make the little uh, packages that you can pour in your coffee. And I remember when there's another brand that first came out with the mushroom coffees a long time ago. And they were just super, super expensive. And I remember thinking, I, there's no way that I can afford that. And so I did my research, as I always do. And I found Fresh Caps, and I found that their product was <clears throat> so much better than this other competitor. And the price was more reasonable and something that I could work with. Now, here's where the the thing comes into play. If you want to start on therapeutic mushrooms and give yourself a boost during the day, go ahead and try them. And when you uh, go to get your order, type in discount code Catherine10, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, 10, and you're going to get 10% off of your order. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, so... It's a really good thing to give you a lift throughout the day. Another sponsor of the show is Feedspot.com. And it's a pay-for-service where you can put in the type of shows that you want to track or get notifications on. You know, me, I love paranormal stuff. And so I fashioned my feed on Feedspot to give me more ghost, paranormal um people on the feed that have other podcasts and video shows and stuff like that and it gives me a direct link to the show the latest shows and all the people that have their information are on feedspot.com and it's only like five dollars a month so i really love uh to follow feedspot.com now <clears throat> for you guys that or on my Patreon page. Um, spread the word. You get so many benefits on my Patreon page. The daily um, astrological forecasts are extended because I'm adding sort of a psychic look at the day in addition to the moon astrology and what ha what's happening for the day. So all the tiers get the daily forecast. Tier 2 gets the daily forecast and special online teaching. And Tier 3 gets the daily forecast, online teaching, and psychic chat hour hangout with me where you get to ask a psychic question. And so that's a lot of fun. We've done one of those, and that was a, a lot of fun. The lowest tier on Patreon is only $3 a month. Second tier is 10, and the third tier is 15, but you get a lot of stuff for that. So let's get on to our topic tonight, shall we? <clears throat> hey to Betsy Matthews Anderson. <laughs> Thank you, Amber. So when we're communicating with people who have lost their body, it's done strictly through the subconscious mind. And... The subconscious mind's way of communicating is more symbolic and visual imagery. And that's, you know, why we dream in pictures and not sounds. If you hear sounds in a dream, it's usually something prophetic or it is a visitation from somebody who's passed on. 
and visitations are not regular dreams. If you do hear the person talking in the dream, <clears throat> it is a visitation, but also um, what that means is either you or the person who's giving you the message has clear audience abilities. So there, you, there's a little surprise for you. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to drink the rest of that bourbon to get through the show with all this coughing. So symbolic is the the type of communication that we're talking about. And so when somebody who's passed on shows you a tree, it does not mean literally a tree. Trees are symbolic for tree of life, family tree. So you have to look at the context of the message that you're getting. And, you know, are there colors that stand out? Because colors represent different things. Are there numbers that stand out? Um, people who've passed on most often will use numbers to try to communicate with because numbers are the universe's language. Okay. Uh, five doesn't change anywhere you go on the planet. Five remains constant. And five represents something. For example... Before we got online, I was number one. It was just me, and I'm beginning and end, and that's number one. But after we got online and we connected, you made number two the opposite or the other. And now we're connecting and communicating, and that's kind of what number two means. So each number has a different resonant frequency and a, and a meaning to it. So when you see numbers in a dream, and you're trying to communicate with somebody who's passed on, it's a direct representation of something they want you to know. Now, <clears throat> the best uh, reference that I can give you for determining what the numbers actually mean, and it is a very good one, I have it, and I use it every day. Special shout-out to Cindy Hall. It's called um, Synchronicity Numbers and the author is Anne-Marie Uber, and you can get it on Amazon. Hey to Paul Salburn. So when you are dreaming of somebody who's passed on, and they're giving you a series of numbers, or they're giving you snapshots of symbology, um, there's always a different meaning to the symbology, and the numbers you have to look at collectively. Like if it is, there's a series of three numbers or a series of four numbers, they will be in that book, Synchronicity Numbers by Anne-Marie Uber. And what I'll do is I'll try to leave a link after the show in the comments section so that if you want to get the book, you can. Now, a lot of people, hey to Judith Hezek, a lot of people will get and use angel numbers and I had a little problem with that because it seemed like every time I looked up a number that was given to me on the angel numbers it kind of said the same thing like one day I would get 555 and I would look it up and it would say your angels are around you and the next day I would get 421 and I would look it up and it would say your angels are looking out for you and to me, that's too similar because each number has a strictly a different vibration and a different meaning. So I searched a long time before I found the book Synchronicity Numbers, and it seems to be 
the one really accurate <clears throat> based on the vibration of the number book that you can go by. Yes, Angela, after the show, when I'm able to, I'll definitely put a link to the book um, on Amazon in the comment section. Since I'm doing the show and watching the comments, I can't do it right now, but I promise you I will give it to you at the end of the show. So there are three categories of messages that you receive from people who've passed on. Now, this is information that I do in my one-on-one -on -one tutoring for mediumship, and I'm not going to take very many before I retire. I'm doing one student right now, and my students are one at a time. It's a 10-session um, <clears throat> tutoring, 10 sessions, 10 weeks, and we go over every aspect that I can pass on to them about mediumship. And so this is, tonight is kind of an excerpt of a half of one session of the teaching for you. So the categories are symbolic, snapshot, and a lead-in, okay? <clears throat> so a symbolic uh, category means that the person is showing you things that's symbolic for something else. So they're going to show you very bright, colorful things. And you'll notice that the, the scene of how they show you things flows together, okay? The symbolic messages usually are like a story, and they all flow together. They're usually very bright and very colorful, but each color that they show you has a specific meaning. For example, if they show themselves in, let's say, a blue, bright blue dress, what that's symbolic for is peacefulness, peace of mind, um, you know, I'm at ease. And so that may be what they're trying to convey to you by showing themselves in the color of blue. Let's see. I want to make sure I get to the question. So Melissa says, white and pink light surrounded me with the warmth of love during my sleep happened a second time and awakened me. Telephone rang and I, I was notified that my niece had passed on. So, <clears throat> so a lot of times pink Melissa will be a communication of female um, and then the white is a communication of maybe she was trying to, to tell you I'm a female I'm in spirit because white represents all these things of, of spirit hey to Bailey good to see you tonight if you have any questions just leave them in the comments section this is a show about how uh, people who've passed on use messages to communicate or how their messages are communicated Hey to Aria. So symbolic is bright and colorful. The scenes are usually flowing. They're not disjointed. They can be very complex. And it seems like the scenes lead from one communication into another. Uh, the dream sequence is very flowy. And so these are what we call symbolic messages. The second one that I want to talk about is the snapshot. The snapshot message are clips of like memories, 
um, and scenes, and they're very disjointed. So they may show you a clip or scene of something from the past, um, and it could be just from your past or it could be from your past together. But I call these snapshot messages because what they're trying to do <clears throat> is to validate the link between you or show some kind of knowledge about your past and or your past with them. So that's what a snapshot is. And the snapshot is just sort of a validating type of energy, like I'm who I say I am, and this is me because I know of this in your life, or this is us together in your life. So the rest of the message may be disjointed from the snapshot message. Now, a lead-in is the next type of message that we see when we're getting messages from people who've passed on. And these are symbolic pictures that are supposed to trigger another thought or concept. Like, I did a, a mediumship for <clears throat> two girls that wanted to communicate with their father. And in my mediumship, I got uh, the picture image in my mind of a man's arm from here down ringing a handbell. So, you know, I channeled that on my paper to give to the person when they come in at the one o'clock meeting. And so when we're going over the information at, at the appointment time, I told them about it. And then they conveyed a story to me about how they were in disposition of their father's home and they were packing things up. And the front doorbell kept going off. So <clears throat> they thought, well, there must be a short in the bell. So they disconnected the wiring and put the bell and everything on the living room table. And the bell kept going off on the living room table. Because all a spirit has to do is to plug their own electromagnetic energy into the device and they can set it off really easily if the spirit is familiar with, you know, electricity. <clears throat> so the item was a doorbell, but what I received in my channeling was handbell. And so the handbell is a lead-in to get me to the actual doorbell because the message that he wanted to convey to his family is, I'm ringing the bell. So it's a lead-in. It's not exactly, you know, the item that I received wasn't exactly what the what it was, but it was a lead-in to get to the story of him ringing the bell that was actually the doorbell. Hope that makes sense to you guys. <laughs> hey to Rob Abbott and Shelby White and Peyton Dixon. Good to see you tonight. So I'm going to give you another example of a lead-in. <clears throat> so and then and the way that I do mediumship is is nothing like what you see on TV. Uh the way that I do mediumship is I will start at 10:30 in the morning and I will do a theta wave meditation because remember theta wave is the brain wave that spirits use to communicate. So I will do a theta wave meditation and I will channel pages of information who came through what they look like, what they showed me, make feelings that go with that. I will usually have anywhere from three to four pages of information before 
the person comes in at one o'clock for their meeting. <clears throat> so I will work from 10.30 in the morning till noon doing the channeling. Then at one o'clock when the client comes in, we have to go through all that information and and try to validate who these people are. Is this somebody actually from your family? You know, sometimes we won't be able to identify one or two people on there until the person goes home and talks to their family. And then the family says, hey, don't you remember Uncle Joe? And, and then they'll go, oh, yeah, okay, that's who it is. And then they'll text me and go, hey, we found out who number four was. And that was my Uncle Joe. And yes, you know, he loved fishing. And yes, he took us to the park and all that kind of stuff. So people are so stressed out when they come in to get a reading that um, it's very hard to think of all the details. And so sometimes people can't see that until later when they're able to calm down and think about um, <clears throat> the messages that are coming through. So another example of a lead-in is when I did a channeling for the client, um, I did a, get a description of an older gentleman, glasses, tall, suit and a <clears throat> on the side of the paper because things that come through that don't make any sense for me things that are odd or maybe they don't fit with what I'm channeling they always go on the side of the paper and so something that I got on the side of the paper while I was trying to talk to this older gentleman was one of those Fisher Price toys that it's the little lawnmower that you push over the the floor and it goes pop 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 and the little beads pop up in the in the little lawnmower. So I couldn't figure out what that was. And in doing the reading for the lady, <clears throat> I was describing the guy that I had channeled, and she thought it might be her grandfather. Uh, so I always say if 90% of the description fits, don't get hung up on the 10% that I write down that may not fit, because we don't know if my brain is interpreting the message correctly, there's always an element of error when you're going from here to here. And so I always tell them if 90% of it fits, don't get hung up on the 10% that doesn't. So we were trying to figure out for sure who the gentleman was and she thought it was her grandfather. And so we kept going back to the Fisher price toy and why the, why, they were showing that to me, like, why was that brought up at the same time that I was channeling this fella? And I said, well, what was his name? And she said, Pop. We called him Pop. And I was like, that's the Fisher-Price toy. Pop, 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 pop. So that the Fisher-Price toy was a lead-in to try to get me to say Pop so that she would recognize that that was her grandfather. <laughs> so symbolic snapshot and lead-ins now when you're dealing with a medium and you want them to ask a question and this is what this is the way that I have to do it <clears throat> when I'm asking a question of a spirit I'm trying to ask it in their language which is visual imagery okay so I have to visualize the question that they want to have ask so let's say they want to ask what should we do with the house should we sell the house 
that's a, a big frequent question that people want to know uh, <clears throat> okay before we get to that let me uh <laughs> let me get to these questions here so christy wants to know can you be touched in a dream i love them absolutely that's one of my goal one of my goals for my clients that come in to see me when they get a mediumship is to be able to show them how to get their own visitations because if you get very proficient at it eliciting a, vis a visitation in theta wave in the dream state you can actually touch them in that visitation and it feels extremely real you can hold their hand you can get a hug it goes a long long way at dealing with a lot of grief and doubt and so that's always been one of my goals is to try to work with each client that comes in for a mediumship to get them their own visitation and their own experience of uh, touching that person <coughs> and putting that connection back together I'm blaming David for all this coughing and those hot peppers that he was cooking upstairs. Mm. Okay. So asking the spirit a question. So let's say we want to ask, what should we do with the house? Should we sell the house? Well, first, you have to know what the house looks like. So I like to see a picture of the house or maybe listen to the client describe what the house looks like and I try to visualize it and so let's say I'm visualizing the house and we want to know what to do with the house well so what I would do is I would visualize a for sale sign in the front yard with a large green question mark and a money sign next to it and so what that means is should we sell the house for the money and they'll usually give me another visual back, like sold in a money sign. So it's very symbolic, the messages that go back and forth between living and people who've passed on. <clears throat> so I'm going to do a couple of sample messages for you here. And um, just so you, that you can kind of see what the, how the messages are interpreted. And um, I just want to address for the people on YouTube, I don't do readings online because I feel like that um, the people who support me in my work, I'm very dedicated to, and I would never give away something for free that I'm charging uh, services for for somebody else. And I really appreciate all of my clients and all of my followers and everybody who is supporting me on Patreon. I love you so much, and I appreciate you um, putting your money into my services and allowing me to live the life of my dreams and give everybody messages from the beyond. So because of that, Jasmine, I don't do free readings online. But, you know, uh, what we like to do on the Monday night shows is to address the topics and the things that we're all kind of wondering about, you know, how do spirits communicate with us and how does that work? So let's look at a couple of um, messages here from some past mediumships so that uh, you can kind of get how the interpretation takes place. So this message is from a mother in her 90s 
to a daughter in her 70s and the mother in her 90s has passed on and she's giving this message to her daughter who's in the 70s the mother appears in an auditorium dressed in her night robe which is peach colored she does not speak but the feeling the mother portrays to the daughter is calming the analysis of this is through the bright peach color of the robe and the robe kind of signifies I'm at ease, I'm lounging around, even though I'm in an auditorium. The auditorium kind of represents other spirits and other people there with her, but it's very informal, so she's wearing her robe. The color peach is a combination of <clears throat> orange, yellow, and white, and these are all positive-driven energies and, and colors. And so the orange represents creativity, the yellow represents happiness, and the white represents the spiritual context of the communication. So what she's trying to convey to her daughter is that she's calm. She's with other spirits and they're um, in a learning phase, maybe watching or taking in some kind of information in this auditorium type of place. But the calm feeling and the feeling that she's happy and she's okay is the whole communication behind that interaction. Hey to Tim Crow. <laughs> Angela says, <clears throat> I love when my dad visits me in my dreams. We talk and it feels so good. He gives me advice. That is so awesome. And really, it just, guys, just practice. Practice doing that Theta Wave meditation before you go to bed. Keep asking for a visitation. Um, and keep doing dream recall. Dream recall really helps you become aware and lucid in the dream so that you can guide the conversation and you can have more experiences. Okay, so let's look at this, another message. This message is from a mother who passed in her late 60 to 70 range, and it is a message to her son in his late 40s. Now, this is a, an example of a snapshot message like we were talking about earlier. So what she does is she shows him briefly as a child around six, and then it snapshots or shows a stand-up mixer in the kitchen, and this imagery is sort of flashed at us. So what she is trying to do is to validate an experience from his childhood that she shared in, in that he purchased the stand-up mixer for her at that age. And so this is a sample of that snapshot message where she's showing something from the past that included him to validate who she is and that she is indeed who she says she is. So <clears throat> that's a really good um, kind of example of the snapshot message. Now, the next one that we're going to go through, and this is the last one, is a sample message of a symbolic re representation. So the family is shown seated at a wooden table and sitting to the left of the client is her aunt with a wooden handled steak knife. Uh, and her aunt has a steak that's placed on the table and she's cutting into the steak with the steak knife and it's leaving a mark on the table. Now you see everything in this scene is flowing it's fl all flowing together like a story. So this is a symbolic 
this is a, a representation of that symbolic message. So the the table represents the family because everybody sits down at the table together. So the table represents the family together. Steaks kind of represent things in life that are sustenance that we enjoy that can include money or things. And the fact that she's cutting the steak and it is becoming ingrained in the table or the mark is being left on the table means that <clears throat> after somebody's passing on, the things that were left behind money, uh, tangible things were divided, but the division is leaving a mark or a scar in the family unit, which was represented by the table. I thought that was a really good kind of example of the perfect message because it all flows together and it all makes sense. So Amber says, oh, thank you for spreading messages from, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I do appreciate all of you guys. And, um, <laughs> uh, and thank you to Catherine Leslie Fay. It just means a lot to me. Y'all don't need to send me any money or anything. Just the fact that you guys show up on Monday night to participate and, uh, and we're having fun together on a Monday night means uh, more than, than you actually know to me. All right. I think that that's it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> let me, before we go, I want to show you this one little bleep here, which is my Patreon page. I got to put, put that in there for you. you guys i hope you you all have a great week uh and turkey day is coming up so i hope your thanksgiving goes well and uh we we are gonna have fun friday on friday so don't don't worry we'll have fun friday i'm not gonna dodge out on you just because it's turkey day this week um and i appreciate all you guys over here that showed up on instagram facebook youtube all you guys have a fabulous week, and I will see you next week. And kisses from Kentucky, and we'll see you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>